The following episode was recorded unscripted, unedited, and for mature audiences only. Hey, what's up? I'm Adam Adam, and welcome back to another episode of Modern Magical Meddling. We have a lot to catch up on, as I was just telling the YouTube pre-show. Once again, we are live on my YouTube channel, Madam Adam LLC, uh, while we record these podcasts. So make sure you are a subscriber to my YouTube. Um, I've also started doing some tarot deck reviews on my on my YouTube as well. I have quite a few tarot decks, as you all very well know. And um, as my friend Tyler brought up to me, he said it's really cool to do to see the tarot deck reviews because um, because some people don't have uh, you're not able to like go to a store and look through all the cards and stuff like that. So he said it's really cool that that I'm I'm showing people cards and doing um, reviews of tarot decks now. And I have so many to show you. So be ready for a lot more of those. Um, but yeah, it's been a busy week over here for Madam Madam LLC for me and my husband. Um, we went to Spookala this past weekend, um, and, uh, had a wonderful time. I'm gonna tell you guys all about that. Um, prepping for my masterclass, which is on the 24th of this month. June 24th is my next masterclass. We'll be, we'll, we'll be going back to basics and, uh, kind of getting into some more Tarot 101. It's beginner, beginner friendly, but also, uh, experienced readers should find it kind of refreshing and and things like that. But we're going to be diving more into the minor arcana. And um, I decided for this class, since I get sent so many copies of books and things, I happen to have extra copies of two very awesome books that I've been reading lately that I really enjoy. The first is A Walk Through the Forest of Souls um, by Rachel Pollock. Uh, she wrote right before she passed, unfortunately, but, um, but yeah, beautifully inspiring about, uh, the intricacies of tarot and how we can elevate our thought process as we read and what we're reading about and things like that. So really, really awesome. This one and also, um, Finding the Fool by, um, Meg Jones Wall. These two, I have extra copies of both of these books. So if you, uh, sign up for my masterclass at madamadam.com, link in bio on all of my socials. Um, you automatically are entered into the raffle to win these two physical copies of this, of these books. And I'm also going to write you a little note and sign it and stuff like that. I'm not going to sign the books cause they're not mine, but, um, but yeah, madamadam.com to sign up for my masterclass. It's all, we do one every month, by the way, every month, once a month, we do masterclasses. So if you're interested in learning something about tarot or elevating your tarot practice, it's always a good time. And every month is a little different. I think February we did self-love. March was abundance. Um, April was shadow work. Um, and then May was uh, back to basics with the major arcana. And this month is back to basics with the minor arcana. So they're 90 minute sessions. It's 111 bucks done over Zoom. Classes are really small. They're only 12 people per class so that you can engage and ask questions and it's participatory and, and all of that. So it's also like one of my fucking favorite things I do lately, aside from going live this podcast, um, and, uh, going live in general and doing this podcast, but classes are like my favorite thing I do lately. So I've edged you guys enough on this story uh, of me going to Barnes and Noble. So um, we'll just start there. (laughs) Um, If you don't know, I mentioned it during Monday Night Live. I accidentally bought porn in the middle of the day on a Wednesday at Barnes and Noble. Um, And yes, it was truly a fucking accident. It was truly an accident. So, oh my God. Okay, so I do my one cards, right? I do one cards that are in a little manila envelope. I call them mystery cards. They're also available on my website. 
You can purchase them at the Crystal Shop um, on my website. And it's a physical one-card Rider-Waite-Smith. And then um, it's in an envelope with some witch's salt and stuff. And and I write you a little note if you order it online. Um, so I was at Barnes & Noble because Spookala was coming up. And I was like, fuck, Dustin, I need more Rider-Waite-Smith cards. I ran out. So what I do, though, I buy Rider-Waite-Smith cards. I take them out. I shuffle them a lot to give them my stink and my energy and everything. I cleanse them. I give them the intention of guidance for the collective. And then um, I make sure I do not look at them ever. And then I put them in these manila envelopes meticulously, very carefully and, and with a lot of love. And then I put witch's salt in it and seal them up and put them in a box. Um, so, and those, so those are my one cards that I give out at Comic-Con um, and conventions. I, I like it because it's, it's not just you getting a reading. You get to take something with you. You get to take the card with you. So you pay for the reading and you get to keep the card. It's the same thing online. If you order a mystery card, a one-card mystery from me on my website, it's a physical card that you get sent with a little written note about what that means for you. Um, and it's not like named or anything. It's just, you know... This is what this card means and, and, and a piece of advice for you, you know, with, and it's handwritten by me. I handwrite every single one of them. Um, so, so yeah, at Comic-Cons and conventions that I go to, um, if you do a one card with me, that's the one card. If you do a three card with me, I pick the card um, and then uh, you, you pick the card from the one card, just from the envelopes and everything. And then I, um, and then I pull two extras, right? So anyway... Back to the story. So I was at Barnes & Noble looking for a Rider-Waite-Smith decks. I'm in the tarot section, right? And I'm looking for them and everything. And I found two. And a lovely employee at the Barnes & Noble local to me recognized me and was very kind. And she was like, do you um, do you need any help? Let me know. Here's a basket. She was so kind because I had in my arms four giant fucking volumes of, of anime, of manga, okay? Of manga. And you guys all know, if you know me at all, you know me well enough by now. If you listen to this, you know me at all. You know, I love pop culture, horror movies, anime, video games. I'm a giant, I'm a giant nerd. <laughs> I'm a giant teen toddler. So um, anyway, so I'm, I ha she gave me a basket because I had so many things in my arms. Well, I'm not just going to go to Barnes & Noble and just go to the tarot section and call it a day. I'm going to go through fiction. I'm going to go to the horror section. I'm going to go through the manga. I'm going to see what there is. And I happen to have an affinity or uh, uh, I happen to have a radar or a magnetism towards animes that don't have um, a manga they're based on. They're often original anime, like um, Vivi Floride Eye Song is one of my favorites, and it's where my neck tattoo comes from, is from that anime. Um, and that's it's an original anime. It, there's no book. There's no manga that they made into the show, right? So another one, <laughs> another one is called Darling in the Franks. And it's one of my top favorite, Vivi Floride Eye Song and Darling in the Franks are probably two of my favorite animes ever made. Um, big girl power, but they also, especially Darling, has a very loud sexual undertone. These teens or kids basically are pilots of these giant mecha robots and the girls pilot it bent over um, kind of on all fours and the boys stand behind them very kind of doggy style aesthetic but they're in these like cyber suits and it's very Gundam wing and um, very Godzilla and and su and super fucking cool and the main character Zero Two is is gorgeous and amazing and, and my friend Yaya Han cosplays her and, and it's gorgeous so anyway there's no manga for Darling in the Franks. 
right? So, so I go over to the manga section and I see the full collection of Darling and the Franks broken down um, into two volume sets, right? So it's one and two, three and four, five and six, seven and eight. So it's four books, huge, chunky, wrapped in plastic. I'm like, these are crazy, beautiful collectors. They're wrapped. They must be collector's edition shit. The wrapping should have been my first clue. But I don't buy who I don't buy magazine porn. I'm not buying hentai. I don't I don't know. So I'm thinking it's just some kind of collector's edition wrapped up version of the manga, right? So and I was very 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 excited. So here's me walking around Barnes and Noble super fucking confidently with all four books, like the full series, $80 worth of Darling in the Franks in my arms. And I go up to the register with that and my tarot decks and a couple other things, and I go up to the register and the guy at the counter kind of looks at me and he's like, have you seen this? And I was like, yeah, oh my God, I love it. And I'm like gagging about it. <laughs> I'm like going on and on. Oh my God. I'm going on and on about how much I love it and how cool it is and how it's original and it's so different. And, and I love the story and it's, and it's thrilling and it's exciting and dramatic and all of this shit. And I'm going on and on about how much I love it and how cool it is. And you should see it. Oh my, have you seen, you've never seen it. Oh my God, it's amazing. He's like, no, I've seen it. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Because the anime has these sexual undertones. It doesn't show you anything. It's all alluded to, right? So He's like, you know, I wonder how the the end is different, if it's different. And, you know, he's looking at me and my nails like they things. The math isn't mathing. You know what I mean? The math isn't mathing for him that I look like me and I'm buying what I'm buying. And normally I, the person, the demographic would be, I don't know, middle aged guy. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like middle aged straight guy or something like that or 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 early 20s anime weeb enthusiast or something, you know, so. Uh, I'm thinking I had a great score and, and I found and I was gagging about the anime and how great it was and it's so awesome and blah, blah, blah. Sure enough, I take it fucking home and I rip open the plastic and I open it up and the first page is zero two and her little schoolgirl uniform. And I'm like, Dustin, look how cool. She looks so great. Isn't this awesome? And he was like, yeah, wow. I can't believe you found the whole set. Right. And I flip to the next page and it's zero two and the other female main character topless kissing. And I'm like, what the fuck did I buy? I'm like, what is this? What? Why is she naked? And I flip further through it. And sure enough, it is titties and kissing and ass grabbing. And we're not alluding to it anymore. And sure enough, on the back of it, it says, if I would have used my damn fucking eyeballs, on the bottom, on the back, it says explicit content, mature audiences only. That's why it was wrapped in plastic, because I literally bought four volumes, eight volumes, eight volumes comp compiled into four of anime heterosexual porn. So, <laughs> so I'm reading it. <laughs> so I'm reading it. I bought it. I'm reading it. It's really good. I'm loving it. I'm choosing to call the porn an artistic expression. Whatever. Me and Dustin got our, our vows renewed at the Museum of Sex by a robot. Like, we've always been, you know, eccentric people. So, um... But yeah, so that was that was my accidental purchasing. I was so confident. I was so confident carrying that shit around. It wasn't like going it wasn't like 
paper bagging it either. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to hide this and then go to the counter and buy it discreetly and wear my sunglasses. No, someone had already recognized me in the fucking store. She saw me with stacks of the shit. She saw me with four volumes of porn. Ugh. It's fine. I'm still reading it. I'm still reading it. It's incredible. I love it. Watch the show. There's no titties, but like it's all very sexual. You'll see what I mean. But anyway, so that's my that's my Barnes and Noble hentai story. Spookala though was that was that weekend. Uh, Spookala was that weekend as well, which is really fucking fun. It was my first. It was our first Spookala, um, and uh, it was at the World Equestrian Center, Nocala. Um, I love horror conventions. If you guys ever go to Comic-Cons or inventions uh, or conventions, the ones that are for horror movies, scary movies, those are the best ones to me because that's my vibe, girl. Dustin's sweet. I'm spooky. We're like a Sour Patch Kid mixed together. <laughs> um, but uh, I, the horror conventions are so fun because the people there are so different. I don't know if it's because we're all a little broken because we love scary shit or something. I don't know. But we're all... There's this family vibe, and we had wonderful neighbors, and we knew a lot of the people that were there. I shared a lot. I shared some of the businesses that I frequent and shop at at conventions. Some of you guys asked me where I get T-shirts or my bags and things from that I use all the time, my unique shit that I wear on my on my, uh, on my my channels and things. And I shared on my Instagram some of those businesses, so feel free to check those out. But yeah, Spookala was great. Um, I wasn't feeling well because I was dealing with um, – CHS coming back up again. I was trying to have a full transparency. I was trying to have a a more moderate relationship with weed, and I thought I was in control of it. Um, and something happened. I something we it was just too much, too fast, or we I just you know slipped into my slope again, and and I got sick again. So I really wasn't feeling very well. Dustin had to set up on Thursday all by himself. I mean, we we planned to we brought a lot less than we normally bring because Dustin also had the recital for his uh his dance studio that he works at on Sunday. So I had to be solo dolo at the booth on Sunday. Um but I had help that we ha- like I said it's a wonderful community and and some of the other vendors had people come over and uh, one of our other vendors third third son paints um uh, my friend Mark had his daughter come over and help me out the whole time, and she was lovely. So, um, so yeah, Dustin had to set up Thursday night all by himself, unfortunately. But Friday was fun, um, good times. Um, you know, a little slow. It, it was a little slow, kind of hit or miss. It came in waves, but it was still fun. Um, Saturday, same thing. Sunday was kind of a blowout. It was a lot. It was really busy. Um, Wonderful cosplays, super fun, unique culture. Seth Green, I think, was there. The Hardy Boys were there from WWE or whatever it is now. Um, Yeah, quite a few people. Some of the kids from It were there. Um, Yeah, it was fun. It was cute. Aside from Dustin having to go to security because he noticed that we were shoplifted from. While, While Dustin was working and I was doing a reading, someone came over and he noticed that he kind of had some things in his hand and walked away with them. So Dustin had to call security and and do and they couldn't do anything because the video didn't show well enough or we had things in the way for the video or something. I don't know. And they were like, it's going to have to be between you and you and the sheriff's department if you want to do anything about it. And I was like, it's not worth it. But like, what the fuck, you know? So there was some, there was some, some shadiness of some people and things there. But um, other than that, 
you know, there's always that weirdness when you work a convention or, or when you uh, work a con or you bring your business to to anywhere where it's this comp there's this competitive energy amongst the vendors you know there's this competitive energy of of people coming up to you and being like how are you doing are you making money and i hate that because it's like why why are we comparing you know why are we comparing and and i do something different than literally everyone else at the con i just i'm not just selling things i'm not a cosplayer i'm not signing autographs well, i mean i am i sign the back of my cards and shit and i do selfies and everything but i'm physically doing readings the thing that you're buying no one can do but me because I'm the reader. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely a different experience for me opposed to all the other vendors. So they're kind of just sitting around waiting for people to come up to the bo to their booth and show interest in their products. Um, and then it's always this awkward conversation. People just kind of just looking, you know, and I never I never care about that. Just look, but take a business card and we're going to be nice to you. And oftentimes the energy that we provide at cons and the, our genuine elation and being there and just being happy to be there and share our business with other people makes people come back. You know, they tend to come back and they want to get a reading or, or buy a crystal or or something like that. So um Someone, uh, someone in the chat here on YouTube said, bad, bad karma to steal from anyone, especially metaphysical items. Absolutely. I told Dustin we're going to have to put a sign on the table because I told him I wasn't worried because anything that's stolen from my table is cursed. So I'm not really concerned. So I think we're going to put a sign up that says shoplifting, is, shoplifting will be handled by magic, by way of magic and curses. So any items taken from this table with ill will are cursed items. You know, that's just how this, so I'm not really worried. The items, it was like a Malachite worry stone and something else, which is kind of expensive, but like the, it's not going to do for them what they need it to do now because they got it dishonestly. So it doesn't really matter. But but yeah, so Spookalo was fun. There's another one in October. I'm talking to the people there, and hopefully I'll be able to come back to that one at the Tampa Bay Fairgrounds in early October. So we'll see. Conventions and events on, are, again, are on the website. The next one for sure is Spooky Empire here in Orlando, another spooky, scary horror convention. So feel free to check that out if you're interested. Um, what else? Masterclass, as I said, the books are, are part of the ra uh, raffle for signing up. Speaking of books, book club for my Instagram subscribers. You guys are so, if you're listening or watching on YouTube right now, you guys are so patient with me. Thank you. Two weeks ago for book club, I had to cancel because a friend was in town. Kind of wish I didn't cancel for that now. Um, and then... Um, and then the week after uh, was Spookala. So we've been two weeks without book club, and I'm terribly sorry. But this week, book club is back, and we are currently reading My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix. And I have already gone ahead and picked the next book we're going to be reading, which is called Slewfoot by Brom. I love Brom. Um, he's got, he wrote Krampus, which is my favorite Christmas tale by Brom. Great, great, great story. Really creepy, really gross. Love it. And um, another one is... Um, uh, uh, The Child Thief by Braun, which is a dark retelling of Peter Pan. Yeah, The Child Thief. Exactly how it sounds. Very fucking cool. So this week, Book Club is back. You want to read with us? You want to join Book Club? Subscribe on Instagram. Book Club is super fun. I hope you like my voice because I read aloud. It's not like, here's your homework. Come back to class and we're going to talk about it together. We're going to read it together. I'm going to physically, I physically read the book to you, you know? So that's what makes it a little unique. It's story time. And I love that. Um, 
Yeah, also, um, hopefully you guys are listening to this before Friday the 16th. Dustin is running a sale on his website or on his, on his channels on Dustin's Crystal Corner. That's his handle on Instagram and TikTok. He's running a very special spring blowout sale uh, this Friday the 16th. It's going to be 65% off of orders, 75 or more. So make sure you're following my husband at Dustin's Crystal Corner on his socials um, so that you can participate in that if you're interested. That's all I think for the for the updates and for the things I wanted to tell you guys. Other than that, I've just been playing a lot of Diablo. I made a Necromancer. I started out with um, Diablo 4 just came out for my video game nerds if you're, if you're interested. But, or if you know what I'm talking about. But Dustin went with uh, a rogue, of course, and um, I started to make a druid, and then I got bored, so I made a necromancer. Mm-hmm. You're never alone when you're a necromancer, you know? You always got a, you always got a five-person army and three wraiths and a golem. You know what I'm saying? It's a good time. <laughs> Just casually bringing people back from the dead, and you're like, who's still with me? I need two more. It's a good time. So just lots, lots and lots of Diablo, um, and I've also got back into Twin Peaks for some reason. I decided we needed to rewatch that again. I I don't know why, but it's just a thing. Um, so we're going to move on to some emails. The fabulous, um, a fabulous human being, Christian, um, Christian Destero, uh, wrote me an email with a bunch of fun topics. So we're going to unpack some of these topics and then we're going to go into the emails and do some, 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 some tarot reads. I hope you guys are ready. And don't forget, you can write in yourself to, um, Modern Magical Meddling at gmail.com or podcast at madamadam.com if you would like to submit a topic or get advice from me or um, get a read during this podcast. The original Twin Peaks? Yes, it's on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What is one piece of advice that you would give someone wanting to start their own tarot business or maybe a few things? Yeah, my advice for starting your own tarot business is... Um, I mean, I guess some of my advice is just figure out your pricing, figure out your own pricing, figure out what you want to charge and, and make sure that you are, are charging properly. Make sure that you are, oh, oh my God, I guess, let me, let me backtrack. Um, things I wish I knew. I'll do that. Things I wish I knew getting into this. You need a returns and cancellations policy. Yeah. May people pay you in advance and have a returns and cancellations policy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that was something that I would need uh, until people started canceling and people started being like, I didn't like my reading. I want a refund. And it doesn't say anywhere. There's no cancellation info. And they were like loopholing me. And I was like, okay, here's your money back. You suck. We're never doing this again. You know, so I had to develop a returns and cancellations policy, which I think is really lenient myself. But figure out your pricing and make sure you have those systems in place. And your advertising... I mean, do what you want to do, but as for for me as an example, like I use my platform as advertising. You know, I use my platform for advertising. You see the readings, they're quick, short and sweet, 30 second to a minute little reads, and it shows you how I do this. And if you want me to do that particularly for you, then you come to the website, you know? So that's my advice for now, at least. Um, virtual is always great. It's 2023. Let's Let's move forward with the times. Virtual is safe. Um, 
But yeah, just follow your emotional compass with it. I never worry that I'm doing anything wrong or taking advantage of people or that I'm, you know, my prices are too high because I would feel guilty. You know what I'm saying? As a very emotionally intelligent Pisces, I would feel really bad if I thought that I was doing something wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I know I'm not because I'm I'm confident in it and it feels good and people participate and they come for it. So um, let's see what else. Do you believe that anyone can learn to read tarot or do you have to have a gift? Yeah, I talk about this one a lot. Anyone, anyone can learn to read tarot. Learning tarot is like learning a language. Anyone can learn, but fluency cannot be taught. It's something that has to be, you know, trained over time or something that's kind of innate within you is the connection or the intuition, stuff like that. So anyone can begin to understand. Anyone can learn... um, Anyone can learn a language, but fluency in that is something that comes over time and can't be taught. You have to learn on your own, that kind of thing. Um, When you buy or receive a new deck, what are the first cards you go and look at, especially if it's an artistic deck? Ooh, that's a great question. All of the major arcana. I go through all of them, particularly the lovers. I want to see where the artist or where the creator of the deck the way that you have the the way that an artist or a deck creator has the lovers judgment death um justice um those ones in particular tells me a lot about you as a as a reader the way that you have particularly the lovers the lovers in particular that one and the 3 of swords the ones that, basically the cards that people deem romantic which again there are no romantic cards in tarot on the baseline, none of the cards are romantic. On the baseline, none of them are negative. On the baseline, everything is neutral. It's just a story we're telling, right? So the way that people draw or interpret the typically romantic cards, I tend to look at those. And that tells me where you're at with with your tarot um, and how you view it. And then I look for I look through the court cards as well. The knights, kings, queens, and pages. I look through those as well. Um, great questions. These are awesome. Um, when you do readings for clients, how do you choose which deck to use? That's a great question. Um, honestly, it's a fucking whim. Honestly, it's a whim. It's a vibe. And also, um, so I'm, I've also been known to maybe let the client pick the deck. If I have a few in front of me and I can't pick, or if you're new, I tend to let you, uh, pick it. If I have a few in front of me and and you're new or something, I might see what you vibe with to, to give you some kind of control over the reading so you don't feel so helpless, you know, um, some engagement, I suppose, with it. Uh, but yeah, it's really on a whim. I really just kind of go by the seat of my pants of it and I just go with what vibes and feels right and and what your aesthetic is and and, you know, just the energy I pull from you. It's honestly a very elusive conversation I have with myself. Um, while you're telling me, cause you know, a private session, I start with, you know, Hey, what's up? How's your day? What'd you do today? Anything fun? You know, a little chit chat, little small talk kind of shit. And then, you know, why me? Why tarot? Why now? You know, what's, what's your, why are, what are we talking about today? What's your damage? You know? Um, and then while you, while you unpack a little bit of why you want to do this, I tend to pick one of the decks I have in front of me, but it's very seat of my pants kind of thing. Um, 
Any advice for strengthening intuition? Yeah, take my classes. <laughs> take my tarot classes. We do intuition exercises every class now. It is a thing we are doing on the regular. Um, the way that uh, the way that I do ten minutes of madness during uh, my lives. We have lately started doing 60-second three-card readings where I give you 60 seconds to deconstruct a three-card on your own without your book, just with your intuition, and and so that you can give it permission and courage. And also, there's something about that. There's something about that time crunch. You don't have time to second-guess yourself. Spit it out. What do you think it means? There's no wrong answer. Spit it out. And then we go through everybody. Like That's why the classes are only 12 people deep, because we... Uh, because we go through everyone and you tell me what you interpret from it and then I just help you add some layers to it. I'm never going to tell you that you're wrong. I'm going to tell you, well, you know, maybe let's try. What about this perspective? Have you thought about that? Here's another layer you can add to that. You know what I'm saying? So it's a uh, intuition by definition is something that you innately understand without cognitive reasoning. The key word is understand. If you don't understand, that's not intuition, right? So it's what do you innately understand about these cards? With some of the knowledge that we talked about during the class, you know, um, let's see. Have you ever had an in-person reading that didn't go well? I've seen slash heard of so many great ones. Yeah. Um, fun story, actually. Um, I'm going to I'm going to be a little vague about this one because I don't want to hurt any feelings. Um, this is kind of recent. Actually, I did a reading uh, for some good friends of mine and. Uh, one of the parties, I, I did a group reading. It, there were five people, and I did a big group reading. And um, yeah, it it just, uh, we all had had some drinks, you know? We were all drinking a little bit and having a good time. And I've read drunk people before. It's it's not a big deal. If you come to me, you tend to be open to it. You know what I'm saying? So, so um, and I can gauge your, you know, how, how deep should I go with you based on how drunk you are. You know what I'm saying? I can tell... Um, whether or not this should be a deep reading or it should just be like a fun, silly thing to give you a little piece of advice. You know what I'm saying? So uh, still genuine, but just not a more shallow reading, depending on your your ability to comprehend what I'm what I'm saying, to pick up what I'm putting down, so to speak. So um, I had done a reading for a group of us. And, um, I went around the room and, and, you know, it went, was going really, really well. But one of my friends was, was a little too intoxicated and they were very combative of everything I was saying, everything I was saying, they can't, they contradicted. I said that, you know, this, this is what this means. And they said, well, I don't, that I don't agree. I think it means this. And I'm like, who's the reader here? You know what I'm saying? So I, I showed them a card with two people on it. And I said, this is you, blah, 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 blah. This is what this means. And they said, oh, well, I feel like I'm that person, not this person. So ev no matter what I said, everything that came out of my mouth, they contradicted and disagreed with. So at that standpoint, like I there's you're helpless, you know, and, and it's one thing because I was I was with friends. I was with people that I care about. But if it were if it were a stranger, if it were someone that I that I didn't know, um, it would still be, I, I have a, the feeling would still kind of be the same. Um, so, so it seemed as though this person, my friend just, just wanted to vent. They just wanted to get some things off their chest. They didn't really need a reading. They didn't, they weren't open to receiving advice. They just wanted to get some stuff out, you know, and that's fine. It's just not the, it's not the place for a reading. So honestly, um, 
but, but yeah, I, every, ev literally everything I said to them, they disagreed with innately and count and were contradicting everything I said. So at that point, you're just kind of embarrassed. At that point, I was just embarrassed. And I was like, I feel like I, we shouldn't have done this, but that's okay. Um, yeah. And it just, it just, it was just very, I, I was very disheartened. I, it, it made me start spinning and it made me start thinking if I, if I can't have a deeply genuine connection with someone that I know, love and care about through tarot, like, what am I doing? You know, um, no one's taking anything well when they're trashed, it says in the, in the comments. I mean, that's not necessarily true. I've, I've had some really deep uh, fabulous reads with people that, that needed a little drink or two to loosen up for it. But, but being trashed, like, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that's not really, you're not even going to remember it. What's the point, you know? Um, but no, yeah, you're right. So, but she, yeah, they just, they weren't in the place to, to receive and, and it would, but yeah, it was just so like, no matter what I said, and I, and I spoke with confidence. Um, I was like, you know, wham, bam, this is what this says. And they were like, I don't think so. I think it means this. And I'm like, okay, well then why are we, what am I doing? Like, who's, who's the reader? You know, um, I'm open to your interpretation. I'm open to your own intuition on it, but that's by definition, not what that means, you know? So it got to be very controversial and we kind of got into a small heated argument a little bit during, um, and it just, it was just very disheartening and it made me feel bad and it was really embarrassing and really made me, um, wonder how supportive this person is in my life, you know, over these things, over tarot in particular. It, it made me think that maybe they don't, um, I don't know, that maybe they don't think it's genuine or so. I don't know. So it's a conversation to have later with this person, but, but yeah, so it's, um, it's, it's definitely disheartening and it, and it's, and it makes you question a lot. And it honestly, it's just, it's embarrassing. It's honestly just embarrassing, um, when it, when it goes that way. So that's an example of a shitty one for you. Um, but with the time we got, let's answer some questions from the emails. Let's see. Oh, this is a paragraph. Okay, cool. Here we go. Dear Madam Adam, I believe this person is one of my students. Yes, a student from Masterclass. Yes, baby. I do remember you, Kel. All right, Kelly. Let's see. I would appreciate if you would consult the cards and advice with my problem. I bought my first home in summer 2020. I was so excited to find this super cool townhouse condo in my price range after a very long search. Three years later, I've made many upgrades, and I'm even on the HOA board. Period. Pooh, good for you. Um, my problem is that I feel the house has become a money pit and no longer serves my need. I have gone through some drastic mental and emotional changes since I moved in, and because of this new perspective, I find myself wishing I lived in a different space. Would you please ask Spirit how I can organize my thoughts on this issue in order to come to a good decision. I love that. What a great thought provoked question. Um, I'm feeling so many different emotions, confusion, guilt, loss, frustration, and I'm finding it difficult to focus on my options. So we're having a hard time reading for ourselves, right? Yeah. So um, I'm, my home and personal space is incredibly important to me. Hello, I'm a materialistic, sensual Taurus. I have is the mantra. Yes. I'm also a Capricorn moon and a Scorpio rising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfection. Very good. Let's see what I've got for you, my love. We're using practical magic inner witch tarot here. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got... um. 
strength is inverted for you. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anger. All of those feelings you're you're talking about here. So, and then I also have a five of pentacles here for you as well. So that's the money pit energy you're talking about. So these are you're not. This is not. It's not made up. You're. This is accurate for you. This is the feelings you're feeling are genuine. They're not blockages. It's not things that. Um, it's not. You're not. You're not crazy. You know what I'm saying? You're not being overly emotional. You're not being, um, you're not being wishy-washy. You're not blocked. You're, you're, cat, you're picking up proper intuition is what I'm saying. So the advice I have for you is two of swords energy, which is on the inverse. This is not about logic. This is about feeling. It's not about what makes sense. It's about how you feel. The fact that you feel like this has kind of run its course it's time to follow that feeling. So normally the two of swords is that lady on the, or that person on the sitting there with two swords blindfolded, blocking out their emotions and feelings and shit, right? Blocking out their, the, 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 trying to make logical decisions. The inverse to me implies that this is not a logical thing. It's an emotional thing. So we need to follow that whim and make sure that we're honoring it properly. Um, yeah. Follow your feelings, honey. So maybe take some time. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan of video diary. I can't journal. There's only one rule to shadow work. One rule. There's only one rule to shadow work, and that is consistent documentation. So journaling, video diary, voice memo, whatever you want to do. But I would take some time and vent out the things that you're feeling about this. Sleep on it and relive it and watch it back or read it back so that you can humble yourself and also hear the truth of how you feel. Do you know what I mean? So give that some thought, my love. Give that some thought. Um, some of the chat here, I can't read for myself. I'm more successful with Oracle cards. Um, you, mm, okay, you need to read for yourself. Everyone that practices card tomancy, tarot, oracle, you need to read for yourself. You, so you should, you should work on that is what I'm saying. So that sounds to me as though you have a great deal of bias. Like you're not able to trust your own interpretation of readings when it comes to you. And that says to me also that then like, why should other people listen to you then? Do you know what I mean? So if oracle cards are more your vibe, you can read for yourself, but it's just, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just that maybe tarot is too complicated sometimes. So you're a class classic overthinker and add too much to it. Yeah, simplify it. Three cards or less. You don't need any more than that. Come to my class, honey. Seriously, if you come to my class, we specifically read tarot for ourselves. We're not reading each other. We're reading for ourselves. There's going to be exercises that we do where you do read for each other. But as of now, we're coming at it from a apply this to you kind of thing, you know, and I think that's best because that's how you learn. So, yeah, so it's just my opinion. No tea, no shade, but that's what I think. But to be a little bit more forceful about it, I get annoyed when people are like, I read for others, but I can't read for myself. Like, there's nothing fucking mystical about that to me. There's nothing mystical about that where it's like, oh, oh, I just, you know, I can't, you're, I can't read for myself. Like, there's nothing. Why, why, why? Does it just suddenly turn into hieroglyphics for you? Like, all of a sudden it turns into Greek? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, so apply it to you the same, like, as if you were reading a stranger. Do you know what I mean? So feel free to check out my classes, though. But again, if you're not going to read for yourself, why would anyone listen to you? If you're not going to take your own advice, why should people listen to you? Why, why take a dance class from a teacher that doesn't do their own choreo? You know what I mean? Just my opinion, though. All right. Another email. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. 
Um, um, I've got someone, Kendra. Hi, Madam Adam. I'm a bit lost at the moment. I don't know where my relationships stand at the moment with my husband and my bestie. I'm working on me at the moment because I have no choice and I'm realizing how far I've come with my mental health journey. So snaps for me. Absolutely. My question is that what big leap do I take now and who is coming with me? That's really interesting. I, there's a few words in there that I don't enjoy. Um, uh, I don't know where my relationships stand at the moment with my husband and bestie. Ask them. I'm working on me at the moment because I have no choice. That's that. Yes. But I don't like the way that that sounds innately negative. Maybe I'm reading that that way, but I have no choice. Sounds like no one cares about me, so I have to care about myself. Like, you're not wrong, but, like, you do have choices. You do have options of things. Um, I'm just saying, if you want to know where you stand with people, ask them. Talk to them. Let's see, let's see, let's see what I've got for you, my love. My question is, what big leap do I take now, and who is coming with me? Well, you're going with you. That's for one thing. Um... Well, huh. Well, my love, the big leap you're taking is into the dark forest. It's into the moon's energy. It's into the fog. It's into the darkness. If you are scared and you're in a new place, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. What these people think of you ties you the fuck up. You have a ten of swords. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ten of Swords energy. So you're entirely too focused on who goes, no, who, why do people have to go with you? You go. Is anyone coming with you to your death? No. Is anyone coming with you to the grave? No. It'll just be you, darling. So you have the Ten of Swords, the Moon, and the Three of Swords, which is inverted, though. The Three of Swords inverted implies healing. It implies that the work is paying off, that you're no longer taking these things personally. So I'm hoping that as I'm reading your email, Kendra, that it's coming from a place of neutrality and logic. And that's why you're putting it this way. So we just want to know if there's companionship going with us, if there's anyone going with us, or if there's, you know, uh, anything you should know about that, you know. And um, no, no one's going with you. It's just you. It's just you, honey. It's just you. You're taking you with you. The three of swords as an inverse again. It, they all, the threes come from the empress. So you're taking the old you, the you now, and the you of the future. You're taking your own maiden mother and crone, your own three in one with you. You don't need your bestie or your husband to go with you on the journey. They don't have to. Just because I needed therapy didn't mean Dustin needed therapy. And I tried to be all, you should do it too. And he was like, I don't fucking need it though. And I was like, oh, wow, you're not being very supportive. And that was like shit that I had to learn. That like, just because I'm on a journey, he doesn't have to come with me. And some people can't. So I would get comfortable now knowing that you are unbinding yourself from these things. You are succeeding. The work is paying off. The moon is about mystery and duality. It's a dark, foggy forest. The leap you're taking is into the mystery, my friend. You're taking a leap into mystery and, uh, and into healing on the other side of that mystery. So it's lovely. I feel like I'm leaving you at the border of like Silent Hill and I'm like, bye, have fun. <laughs> but on the other side, you're going to be healed. It's cool. Trust me. Just keep going that way. <laughs> I don't know. But Ten of Swords energy we need to not be, the journey shouldn't be uh, dictated by who goes with you. You know what I mean? Take yourself. Take the old you, the future you that you're trying to be. 
right? Take your inner child by the hand and the hands of the crone of you and let the crone lead you and you lead the inner child. Do you know what I mean? And kind of like a, a rope chain line kind of thing. I hope that makes sense. And I hope that gives you, um, I mean, it's, it's not ominous, but it is quite vague. <laughs> but, but I hope you understand. You're succeeding, honey. You're just, you're a little too bound to uh, the external implications of things, what other people think, um, who gets to go with you. Um, yeah, it's just you. All right. What else? What else? Here we go. Hey, madam, madam. Thank you for all your hard work and insights. You're awesome. Thank you. I'd like to start my own traveling tarot business where I serve coffee or tea during readings. That sounds so cute. Um, I'm picturing a caravan style trailer. I pull to fairs, farmers markets, and so on. I'd like your guidance on how to get this started and what I need to watch out for. I've been practicing tarot for almost 10 years now, but I've definitely been taking it more seriously for the past five during my healing from PTSD and eating disorders. Congratulations for being on the other side of all that. Um, can happily share I'm recovered and much ready to go and ready to go on my next journey. Much love, Mo. Awesome, Mo. I'm so proud of you. That sounds like so fucking cool, honestly. A little, a little moving care of, that sounds awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, let's see. I've got seven of cups energy for you on the inverse. Ooh, yes, yes. Oh, this is fabulous. Seven of Cups energy on the inverse. This should not be a difficult decision. It should not be a difficult thing for you to just decide to get this done. You've got Queen of Wands energy, which is one of my favorite bitches in the whole fucking deck. It's make moves in silence time, honey. It's time for you to make moves in silence. It's time for you to rise through an authority and know that you're being protected by spirit. Follow your gut. You've got page of... um. Page of Cups energy here as well. Follow your gut. Follow your intuition. Trust yourself. This is, this is, this is, it's time for you to shine, babe. It's time for you to shine. This should not be an emotional decision. It should be one that just makes sense. If you're waiting, and literally the sevens come from what? The chariot. Literally, you're, you're pulling, you're literally, you're, uh, the chariot, literally your, your caravan, you know, literally that. So don't, don't wait. Just do it. Make moves in silence. Rise to your own authority. Trust your intuition. Trust your own reads. You don't, don't ask me. Ask your own cards. Ask you, you know? But this sounds great. This looks really, really good to me. But yeah, rise to your own shit. The only thing standing in the way, it seems, is, uh, yeah, the way you spend your alone time and you choosing to not go anywhere. You thinking that it's going to come to you somehow. Now you got to go get it, you know? And don't isolate. Go out there. Talk to people. You know, I remember the first convention that I ever set up camp at, the first convention that I ever had done readings at. Um, I was I was at Megacon for the first time, like two, three years ago with Dustin and our friend Chelsea. And um, we had just finished setting up and this lady came over and she went tarot, huh? And I was like, yeah, I'm Madam Adam. I read tarot for a living. This is my job. This is my store, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, no, I get it. I read tarot, too. I would just never think of charging for it. And I'm like, OK. Thank you. Like I hadn't, we hadn't even started the con yet. Like we, it was set up. We were setting up and someone came over and like invalidated what I do. And I was like, this is a test. Do I, do I push through or do I get in my head? And it was the best time we did so well. And she ate fucking crow because she was right across from me and she didn't sell shit. So 
Just saying. Um, don't let other people dictate. Trust your instincts. Trust your intuition. Make your moves in silence. Do you. You're doing it. It's not an emotional decision. This makes sense for you, babe. Um, in the chat here, I've got uh, Marlo asks, I remember you previously didn't like the term shadow work and instead used spiritual gardening. Was there something that changed for you for the terms? Been wanting to ask. Yeah. Um, yeah, shadow work. Well, I mean, honestly, it comes from the over-glamorizing of spiritual practices on social media, how everything's got so fucking meta and like, you know, overcomplicated with everything. People are, everyone's a reader. Everyone's a psychic. You know what I'm saying? All of that. So, so people are like shadow work, shadow work. And so many clients had come to me thinking that shadow work was this like dark magical practice. It was like you playing with the devil or you talking to inner demons and like just using all of these really negative words and overcomplicating the practice when in reality shadow work is looking at the innards of you it's looking at your quote-unquote dark side not your negatives but maybe subconscious things that you hide away your traumas your inner child work it's therapy you know it's um talking to your subconscious self it's looking at the things that maybe hold you back in life it's 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 the fool's journey. It's what tarot was for. Tarot is is foreshadow work, you know? So I, I have just come to it to understand it to be more of a practice that it needs to be consistent and something that's a day-to-day thing. It's not like a spell you cast or it's not something you just do for a week and put it down. It's something that you're doing consistently. It's a lifestyle. So to me... It sounds like getting up in the morning and tending to your garden. It sounds to me like, and and the symbology of the garden itself, that it takes time to grow, that you have to water it, tend to it, respect it. You can't overwater it. You can't overdo it. You can't overtill the soil. You have to give it time and practice and consistency. And that's where that came from. But basically, basically it came from me once again trying to change the way that spiritual practice is viewed on social media. I'm trying to show people tarot in a more practical and realistic way, a more correct quote unquote way, if you will. Um, Whatever that means, not to say that I'm it, that I'm right, that I'm the only one that does it properly or anything like that, because I'm not. There are people that do tarot differently than me that I think are fantastic and incredibly intuitive and know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, but yeah, it's it's because it's become people misunderstand it so much because of using those words. Shadow work scares people. The phrase shadow work scares people. So I changed it in my own mind to spiritual gardening to make it more accessible and stuff like that. Let's see, what other questions from the chat here? Are you, and if you are, when are you making a tarot deck? I have, don't, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I've thought long and hard about this. I have no ambitions to make a tarot deck, none. I really don't. I don't have any ambition to make a tarot deck right now, at least not in this time frame, at least not now. My most, my next large projects, there's two things I want to do. I want to do live shows at venues where I do live tarot and like stand up, you know, like 45 minute shows that I maybe sell out a bar or a venue or something and me tour it. Basically modern magical meddling on tour. Me doing this podcast on tour um, and doing live shows. That's my first big project I want to do. And the second is my book which is, again, going to be called Modern Magical Meddling, and it's going to be all of my self-help tips and tarot tips, and it's not going to be a tarot book. It's going to be a spiritual book about, you know, using our modern devices and things we have available to us for our spiritual gain. You don't have to get a, a your tarot, your astrology chart 
done by a certain person, get fucking co-star. Use Biddy Tarot for your tarot definitions and things. Use your phone to do journaling, to do to do your video diaries. You know what I'm saying? Modern magical meddling. How can we use the things around us in a more practical way so that we can elevate ourselves, you know? It's 2023. Technology's not going anywhere. Social media is a thing. Um, the internet's a thing. How can we use the stuff around us, our evolving life, our evolving world? How can we use that to do better for ourselves and to elevate ourselves spiritually? So that's what the book's going to be. It's going to be all my greatest hits, you know, Uncleanse Your Jaw, Five Priorities, Breaking Down the Five Priorities, What They Are Specifically, How You Should Practice and Find Them. Um, yeah, shadow work, all of that. It's going to be wonderful. So those are my two major projects. So yeah, I really don't have any ambition to 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 make a tarot deck. I'm not an artistic person. I don't draw. And there's 78 cards. So I would have to, it's a lot, it'd be a lot of work for me to get with an artist um, and try to honor their creative vision. I don't want that. I want it to be my deck. But if I did make a deck or if and when down the road sometime 20 some odd fucking years from now or something, if I did decide to make a deck, it would be more symbolic. It would be like the five of pentacles is like five coins. You know, the vibe would be like my background, as you see here on the live. It would be neon and, and plants. It would be a mix of technology and earth kind of blended together. But I no, I, do, I don't really have ambitions for that right now. It's just not um, something that's I'm interested in. There's too many, there's so many decks already. There's so many decks already. And I kind of feel like if I made a tarot deck that I wouldn't be able to use anything else but the deck I made. Because if I'm not going to use it, why did I make it? You know? So, um, yeah, so the book's coming. I'm working on that. I was talking to my friend Tom, who's an art, uh, an author. Dustin was bugging him at a convention that we were at. And he was like, can you help Adam? He needs to get his book out. And he's stalling and being perfectionist about it and having a hard time. And Tom looked at Dustin and he was like, give Adam some grace. Give him a break. Honestly, he's got a lot going on. And also, it took Tom a long time to write his first book. But once he got the first one out, um, it, uh, it he just kept pumping him out. You know what I mean? Will Dustin write the forward? No, no. Dustin is not. No, Dustin will not be writing the forward. The book will be dedicated to Dustin for sure. And to all of you. <laughs> um, he'll be mentioned quite frequently, I'm sure. But um, but no, Dustin is he's not very wordy. Um, and he w I don't think he would even want to write the forward forward, honestly. But but he and he doesn't need to like my no offense, like not. I mean, just to be completely honest with you, my husband has nothing to do with uh, with what I do. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm Madam Adam. This is Madam Adam LLC. It's not Madam Adam and Dustin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am the business. This is me. This is what I do. The fact that Dustin sells crystals, it's just what he likes doing right now. He's still auditioning for Disney. He's still trying to be in entertainment and things. So that's why when people are like, oh, let's get Dustin verified too, he's not trying to get verified. This is just something that he likes doing to help bring in cash for now. It's not something that he's trying to do forever. You know, it's just, it's just what he enjoys. It's very seat of his pants so he I don't think Dustin would even presume to have anything to do with my book because that's my thing that's my baby that's that's my I, I mean let's be real and I don't want to sound like conceited or, or anything like that or, or self-righteous but I built this business on my own 
you know, with with love and support and of I didn't ask him for I'm going to try this. Is that OK? I just he saw me being very busy and he was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm looking at an LLC. He's like, what's that? I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking of doing tarot for real for a living and like starting a business with it. And he's like, oh, cool. Do you need me to do anything? I'm like, no, like this is I just Dustin gives me the confidence to do things I need. He's loving and supportive, but he's not in any way, shape or form contributing to me as a tarot reader. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's this is me and my thing, right? And he lovingly supports it from a distance in his way, you know? Um, so he's 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 got his own stuff. You know, he's got his own thing. And whenever I do something, he doesn't need to be with me. He doesn't need to be there. He does. It's not the Adam and Dustin show. Like, I'm Madam Adam. Otherwise, we would have changed the name of the business. We would have named it like, I don't know, Fire and Water, LLC. You know what I'm saying? We would have named it Dustin and Adam. But no, it's it's me. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm Madam Adam, and I and I built this. I I decided I wanted to read tarot with inspiration. Yes, from Dustin and our friends, and especially our girlfriend Chelsea gave me a lot of inspiration and courage to do this. But but yeah, it's it's. We're, we're two separate things. You know, Dustin has his crystals and I do the tarot, but it's all under the umbrella of me so that if and when he wants to focus on other things, he's not like, oh, I can't work at Disney. I, I, I've, I've got to work on my crystal shop. Like, no, you don't. Like, you can work at Disney and put the crystals down because I'm still going to be Madam Adam. I'm, this, is, this is my job. This is who I want to be for the rest of my life. And Dustin is still kind of settling in and figuring figuring out where and what he wants to do, you know, and we're also moving, we're leaving Florida, we're looking at Chicago, we're looking at California, we're looking at other places. So and that and thank God that I'm Madam Adam, and I can work remotely, and I can work from anywhere, and I can tour and I can travel and I can do events and conventions. Because if if not, then like, what would we be doing? Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah, no. So Dustin won't be writing the forward or anything. It's going to be all me, but it will be vastly dedicated to him. Dustin will always be the first person I thank for anything, for awards or for accolades, or if I ever am in a movie or some shit or win an Emmy or for something stupid down the road, if this takes me to those places, Dustin will be the first person I thank because I physically will not be able, cannot, and could not do any of this without him lovingly supporting me from a distance. So it's, it's, it's wonderful. And I, I really hope that if you are with someone in your life that you love, that you have what I have with my husband, because he's my best fucking friend and he's my rock and he is everything to me. And the fact that we built this business together um, has deepened all of that for us, you know? So look for that book. It's coming. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm hoping for next year publishing it. We'll see. Um, but yeah, let's close this out with a click, quick collective for you guys. The last couple minutes of this episode. Let's see here, my friends. Oh yeah, we've got Ace of Pentacles energy here. New opportunities are coming our way. Make sure you give them enough energy and time to decide if they're right for you. Um, don't take the easy way out. Mind your guilty energy. If, it, if you feel guilty about it, why? Is it a trauma response or is it literally something that you've done wrong? Um, and then what else? Yeah. Eight of cups energy is on the inverse. We're not quite ready to move on, but we're getting there. Once we get the opportunities, once we get the physical signs that we're ready, then we'll be ready. But don't cut corners. Don't take the easy ways out here. We need to build our strength first, you know? 
Anyway, that's what I've got for you guys today. Lots of info. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Don't forget to check out the website, madamadam.com, for private readings, cameos, signing up for my class, the crystal, the crystal shop, new merch and everything. Um, Masterclass is coming up, as I said, on the 24th. Thank you guys again for hanging out with me. Don't forget to write in to modernmagicalmeddling at gmail.com if you want to participate at all or send a topic or question. And um, don't forget to lighten the fuck up. It's just tarot. It's just life. No one makes it out alive. Don't forget to unclench your jaw. And as always, fuck it up. <laughs>